It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What I want to pick your brains about, and it, and it came from our chat yesterday with Tony Johnson about this review that's come out from New Zealand Rugby, and it's actually been released in full, which I think is brilliant. I'm very surprised they released it in full because it's quite damning of the New Zealand Rugby Union, and the big thing now is how they react to it. Um, it's quite pointed. It's not very cloudy uh, with all of their recommendations. But I've seen statements saying that NPC players don't want the NPC to fold. Uh, they love the NPC, we, and we keep hearing fans love the NPC on TV, not going to the grounds. Hopefully that'll change. But Super Rugby and NPC, as they are at the moment, can't both exist as they are at the moment. Something's got to give. So what are your solutions out there, people, on 0800 150 11? We'll give, a good, we'll give you a good hearing. I know you've all been thinking about it. Um, do we merge NPC teams and make it smaller, a smaller number of teams? Do we merge NPC and Super Rugby and maybe have, or just get rid of both competitions, have one competition with, I don't know, make it up, eight teams? Still have your Heartland. I think Heartland's great. Leave that alone. Um, and compress all of our talent into fewer teams because it's an affordability issue. Like It's a financial strain that New Zealand rugby cannot continue to do. And by the looks of this report, they've just been ignoring and going along, haven't done much to the NPC, haven't done much to Super Rugby, expanded it with Moana Pacifica, Fiji and Drew, good impact, but we can't afford to do both. So I'm really keen to hear from you people out there on 0800 150 some solutions, some meaningful solutions rather than reporting the problems. And that's what Tony Johnson pointed out yesterday was the big thing we have to do is be a solution-based sport. Do we go down to uh, clubs like... Do clubs operate school rugby? That'd be a huge move. You wouldn't lose the tradition, but do we have to have meaningful relationships between schools and their closest club? So as soon as you finish, like, I hate talking about the old days, but in the old days, at Palmy Boys High, you left school, high school old boys, Palmerston North High School old boys, natural transition. I don't know if that transition works anymore. QEC was college old boys, Freiburg was Freiburg. Um, what are your thoughts about getting it all back on track? I've often said there's too many layers of rugby with stagnant numbers in the men's game. Women's is bouncing back after COVID now. But we, we have, I've often said, school, club, Heartland, NPC, Super, All Blacks. That's a whole lot of tiers, and I think a tier doesn't necessarily have to go, but we need to modify something within there. And do schools become clubs or affiliated with clubs? Yeah. One of my best mates in England, his son is 10 or 11. He plays for Brighton. He goes to school, but he plays for Brighton, and all the schools are linked to clubs. Um, I don't know what the model was. You people out there will have a really, really good idea on 0800 150 If you can't ring, always love your text messages, double eight double three. That is the Tampa Bear Post text machine, uh, machine. So get your thinking caps on. Come up with some solutions. 
Share them with the country. I'm talking to you, Mikey. I'd, Ken's probably got a good idea, but he's gone to France to the Rugby World Cup, the lucky bugger. But, yeah, our good rugby people out there, give us a call, 0800 150 We'll take a break, give you a chance to call. Love to hear from you after that. Archibald Waipapa, that's where we are. Waipapa Auto Court, as you may well know it, the fine Polaris there is. Now, big apologies to Mikey and Darren and Aussie. They had rung in. We had a technical glitch. We couldn't see they were on hold, so I threw to an ad break. But let's get straight to them now. Mikey in Christchurch, I know you've been thinking. You're a good rugby man. What have you come up with? Well, I mean, there's a lot of black hat thinking out there, and I'm probably as guilty as, as anybody for that. But positive thinking, I love it. Um, <clears throat> I was re- I've was i been thinking about this since the Tasman-Wellington-Ranfilly Shield game. So so I'm kind of just focusing on the Ranfilly Shield, if you, if you let me. Um <sighs> It's one of the most untapped jewels in our crown. It's a real resource for the NPC. If you look at the FA Cup in the UK, and it's still, the romance around the FA Cup is, is quite big still to this day in England. And the Renfrewley Shield used to be as well. Now, the game itself was a, a tough watch, but there are a lot of, I, I mean, I personally sat down to watch that Wednesday night game, two teams I probably wouldn't watch normally in the weekend. Um, and it sounded like on the Thursday there were a lot of people talking about it. Uh, which means there are a lot of eyeballs on it. So mm. that kind of got me thinking, and yes, there might be scheduling issues, but in America, uh, Monday night football is quite a big thing, right, for mm-hmm. for the American football. Um, how about Shield Night? Monday night, Shield Night. So basically, Monday is reserved literally for whoever holds the shield and whoever's going for it. Oh. I like it. I like it, but I love the Ramfurly Shield because it hasn't been tampered with. Um, but I, you've just made me realise, I watch every Ramfurly Shield game. Now, I wouldn't necessarily watch North Harbour versus Counties, for example, but if it was a well, Shield game, I would watch it. So I know what you're saying yeah. there. I mean, the only the only change to it is, is a schedule, and, 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 it's, and it's got its own particular... Like, Say Ranfleet Shield is happening on a Saturday, and there's three other games around it. And my thinking is that Monday night, it's like, oh, well, okay, the weekend's been, but oh, there's a, there's a game of rugby on tonight, and it's not just any game, it's a special game. Mm. I don't know, just a thought. So the Ranfleet Shield holder would play all their games on Monday night? If they if they continue to hold it, yeah. Mm. At home, Sunday. too. I don't know, I don't know. Just I'm just, I'm just trying to think of a way to... Spotlight the Ranfilly Shield as opposed yeah. to being sort of, you know, it just falls yeah. in with everything else and then becomes another game. Um, yeah. Well, you've anyway, planted a you've planted started. a seed to germinate, and it's probably better minds than you and I to figure out what it's going to grow into. But yeah, the Ranfilly Shield is a jewel in the domestic crown for me as the police car goes past, pulling over a little V-Dub Golf. Wonder what he did wrong back up the road. Good on you, Mikey. Good good start, buddy. No worries, good mate. start. Right. Cheers, mate. Have a good weekend. Cheers, mate. Bye now. Those Skoda station wagon musty cops are good. There's a grey one in the far north, people. Grey Skoda station wagon musty cop. Uh, let's go to Darren and Aussie. G'day, Darren. Hey, Stephanie. How are things? Yeah, good, mate. Oh, I, was just, I was just ringing up. I'm a bit concerned. Is everything all right over there in the, in the great, great land? Is everything okay? Um, where are you going? Where are you going with this? Did you use the words NZRU transparency? together that they're doing it is, is everything all right is this like a twilight zone that i've sort of woken up into or <laughs> it's a forced transparency mate that's what it is <laughs> when you said they released the whole document i went 
I'm, I'm hearing this wrong. This can't be right. They have released the whole. <laughs> Hallelujah. I didn't read it, but and it's on the New Zealand Rugby Union website or the All Blacks website. And then responses, oh. initial response and reaction from the chair, Dame Patsy Reddy, and then an, an another initial response, which both didn't say much, just saying thanks for the review, we'll have a look at it, from the collective chairs of all New Zealand provincial rugby unions. But it's a big, big document, but I will be reading it this weekend. Um, but um, there's... No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's, it's really good. It's really good. Um, I, I've, I've said this to you before, and I'll say it to you, I'm blue in the face. Daytime rugby. The mm. Rugby should be played when the fans want to see it, not when the people want to sit in their armchairs and watch it, because they can do that any time. Mm. I've, said it, I've said it time and time again, that, that Wellington Chiefs match this year at Super Rugby, you know, they had 5,000 pre-sold tickets, had to change it, 20,000 turned up. I mean, like, it's there. It is there. The, the, is the there. data's there. Like, if I'm going to take my kids or if I'm going to go out, I want to go out during the day when it's daylight, watch some great rugby, and then go home. <laughs> and then, you know, if I can do that, the wife's happy, everyone's happy. But at the moment, it's just so frustrating that you're going for these bloody 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock games. You're not getting home till 11, 11.30. And it's just dire. It's, um, well, I just think what it's do they do? What are they what are they doing with the sport in Australia? The AFL, they play in daytime as well as nighttime, don't they? They do, they do. But it's, I mean, AFL is a different beast. It's it's basically NPC on steroids. It's just yeah. so ingrained. They just want to support their team no matter what, and and they just want to stick it to the to the people that don't support their team. Basically, <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's um they. The, the people here feel if they go to a game, they can get their team over the line in a tight one. They honestly believe it to their core. So we used to have that, a... Mike. We, we used to have that, Darren, though, didn't we? We used to, like, it was unheard of. And again, you can't, we can't go back to the old days. But just talking to Ken Granger yesterday, who was the wing when I was a little kid and used to run on the field and get their autographs, there wasn't even a conversation, do we go to the rugby but this weekend? You just went. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and that's that's what I was saying before. Like here, they've got it dialed in. They don't. The players don't go around signing and all that. That's something that AFL doesn't do, which I think is silly. Um, I do love the interaction. My daughter used to. She's got numerous jerseys that have been signed by Melbourne Rebels players and you know Hurricanes players and you know you name it. And it, she loved it. Like it was just mm. such a being able to talk to these people. And I'll tell you very quickly, much to my horror. I took her down and Jack Debrasini came over. He's playing 10 for the Rebels. She was probably about 13. Yeah. And she went over and then she whispered something to me and I was in pure shock. My wife goes, what was that? I said, she said his hair smelled beautiful. <laughs> 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 and as a father, I wanted to kill him. <laughs> so, so, like, there's all these things to come out of it. But I just think I, I'm avid. It, daytime rugby is the way to go. It's just... I can't. It, it suits everyone. Everyone I talk to, AFL is big on it. They love it. They love their daytime AFL. So yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't be a bigger advocate for it. And just what Mikey said before about Renfrew Shield, I think I think it should be Sunday Arvo Shield Challenge mm. only on Sunday Arvos because then you have got families can go. There's no excuse not to go. Pack the stadium out, and there's no reason not to watch it. 
Yeah, I agree. Like the, the, the Ramfilly Shield, when it changes hands, is huge news. Whether you support the team that's won or lost or whatever, the whole rugby community take notice. And then everyone watches their first defence, their second defence. Um, and if you're not involved in a team, you always want it to change hands because of the theatre around the Shield. And I, I agree. If the Shield is like uh, a 2.30 Sunday, that's the Shield game. Whoever holds yeah. it, I, I like that. It's, it's appointment. Oh, definitely, and, and you're catering to everyone. Everyone has got the ability to watch that game, mm. and that's and what it should be. I mean, I like... with, with no factual, with no factual evidence, my best guess would, if Manawatu are getting fifteen hundred people to their games, if they won the shield, their first Ranfurly Shield defence, I'd be surprised if they didn't get eight to ten thousand for their shield defences. That's that's the beauty of that thing. I'll tell you what, Staffy. If Mano two get the shield, I'll fly over and go to that game. Just just for you. I'll, Lock I'll it that. in, I've written uh, it down. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I'll and I'll be wearing green. Okay, <laughs> mate. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well hopefully I'm talking to you on Monday after you get a sign seal in a nice hat trick. So Yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh my gosh. Actually I'm not gonna be here yeah. on Monday. I'm uh I've got something else that I have to do on Monday, but um, and I can't say what it is because it's a surprise. So I'll okay, talk to you Tuesday. <laughs> awesome. Good man. Well, hopefully you have a hopefully you have a great weekend. Cheers, mate. Cheers, buddy. You too. He's Darren out of Aussie. We go to Graham, who is in Christchurch now. Hello there, Graham. Have I got you there, Graham? Oh. Yeah, I'm here. Good on you, bud. How are you doing? What's your solutions? Do you think? Are you there? I'm here. Oh, good. Oh, great. No, I just I heard traffic noise <laughs> coming from yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I'm, right, I'm sitting right next to the road, mate. Oh, <laughs> right, okay. Yeah, no, um, well done on how the, the turbos are going, too. I thought of you when they won the first game, and then what they did on Wednesday, too, was, you know, that was absolutely amazing, especially at Eden Park. Yeah, um, yeah fantastic for you guys, really is. Yeah. Um, after a couple of years without a win. But yeah, I'm, I've got a day game here in Christchurch. We're playing Rangiora on Saturday. We're going to the game tomorrow. Canterbury are playing Taranaki. So um, we're lucky we've got all day games this year in the NPC. So the oh, union has pushed for it. But I agree with that call, um, the previous one. Yeah, no, about day games. I know that's a little just part of it. But um, yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, a lot of us whole report and that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a bit of a romantic when it comes to rugby, and you know, I remember the day games going to them like you, Staffy, and um, I, I don't, you know, as much as they're like unsustainable or unprofitable, whatever words they use, but I don't think you know pointing the problem back at you know NPC and Super Rugby teams, but I think there is a problem overall with. The top heaviness, you know, I've just discussed this with Mark Watson a lot over the years. You know, the All Blacks are 15 tests. I mean, that's where they get the money, but you're not drawing in crowds. You know, it's not getting people in the gates. It's, watched, it's like the previous caller said, it's, it's based around TV viewing. And they're not, you know, they're complaining all the time about, because they're not getting a lot of revenue out of the gates. That's true, but... Um, I don't know. I look at it completely differently to the way, to the way that people that probably got this report out, and a lot of the people that support it clearly do. A lot of people are quite happy just to watch 
15 tests and they'll never go to watch the, you know, NPC team, let alone, you know, even Super Rugby, I mean, which is a lot more supported than the NPC, admittedly. But, yeah, I don't know. I just, it just brasses me off, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I just sit here, fingers crossed. I'm actually quite confident there's going to be change. And I think there needs to be quite widespread and um, they need thoughtful change, but don't muck around doing it because every week that goes by, they're losing the connection, they're losing money, they're losing the fans, they're losing the people, um, something that they've ignored or haven't acknowledged as factual. And we've, we've had people on the show just saying a disconnect with fans and they disagree. Um, now they have to agree and I just... I'm I'm optimistic that we're going to see some good good changes, and I think there'll be some hard decisions. But honestly, yeah, honestly, Graham, I do think there's going to be some good stuff come out of this. Oh, that's good. No, that that heartens me. Yeah, it does. Because mm. some of it, uh, you know, I probably take it a bit. Um, you know, I look at them on probably the bad side of things. Like, I mean, I remember '95 when the All Blacks, you know, when they nearly signed and Jock Hobbs, the late Jock Hobbs, saved the day. Mm. almost single-handedly um, and I remember being really worried about that and of course Super Rugby came in the following year and uh, and we all became it all became professional you know, rather than shamateurism but yeah and you know that was a huge relief at the time but yeah no I'm glad pleased to hear you say that Staffy and uh, mm. <laughs> and I think yeah hopefully positive change and 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 they take the people with them because otherwise yeah, I do too. they could lose generations or <laughs> gay generation. But hopefully that doesn't happen. And I, you know, that 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 is that's what I hope for too. That out of all this, you know, negativity um, and probably bad news, we get something good out of it all. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Good yep. man, buddy. Thanks for calling. Hey, thanks. Good to hear from you. Have a good weekend. Yep. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. We'll just quickly fit Zayden before the news. Uh, you hold on there, Scott and Cliff, because the life member, he waits for no one. G'day, Zayden. Uh, good afternoon. Um, I'm going to ask you a quick question. I think you know, might know what it is. Um, any chance I can come and preview the uh, the bus next next week? Who's on the card? Do you know who's on the card? You tell me. Tell me man, the card. main man, the style bender. Oh, yeah, no, I mean the undercard as well. Oh, like Carlos Olberg, Taitui Vasa, Tyson Pedro, Justin Tuffer, um, Mike Blood Diamond, Shane Young. Righto, yeah, New Zealand, I I... strap yourself in. Zade's coming <laughs> into studio I wish I, next wish I Friday. I going, but couldn't, couldn't, couldn't get tickets. No, um, you're, contracted, you're, contracted, you're contracted to me. You have to come and do the preview in studio <laughs> next Friday, okay? So you're not allowed to go to Aussie, you're contracted to me. <laughs> I know I can't go anywhere. Couldn't get tickets sold out too quick. Um, but anyway, on the MP on the rugby, um, MPC have they? You know how I'll say Super Rugby's in winter, right? But have they ever thought? I don't know if it attracts fans. But would we do MPC in summer? Or do you just think that's fully ranked? That's just not. It just wouldn't work, or what? Like, I'm not averse to it. I'm not averse to it. If we played our major provincial rugby, which at the moment is Super Rugby, at the same time as they play provincial rugby in the Northern Hemisphere, that frees up our international teams to play each other at the same time instead of we're, we're usually at the end of our season, they're at the start of theirs, and I think that would even yeah. up the international um, readiness. Zade, you've hit a check. God, look at you go. You've hit a jackpot. Thanks. And um, on the uh, way to Waihee, actually, just in Pyro right now for the um, weekend. So, yeah, staying in uh, Waihee this weekend. So oh, out, that's out a town. beautiful. 
Yeah. Watch out for the, uh, the... They have a few sharks <laughs> by the inlet there at Oahe's, though. Be careful. Yeah, yeah, Bowentown. I know what you mean, yeah. But uh, she's beautiful, about 17 degrees, I think, today. So, uh, yeah, good start to spring, I think. So, uh, yeah, be, have a good weekend good. and up the waz. Up the waz. All the best to you and your family, champion. Thank there you. he is, the life member, Zade. We'll take some new sport and weather. I think Trudy's in the house. Stick around, Scott, and Cliff will get to you straight after that. Well, listen, Buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockin'est beat of madness. Oh, Paul from Northland just stopped by. Uh, while I was talking to uh, Graham and Christchurch, just ran up, shook my hand, said, Paul from Northland, ran across the road, jumped back in his car and took off. But the good thing was... He had a Warriors jersey on. Yes, the boys. Yes, the boys. Uh, who called first out of these two? It looks like Cliff. G'day, Cliff. Welcome in. Yeah, g'day, Staffy. I have. I did touch briefly with, with Smithy this morning, but you know, I've been listening to people talking about this review. Now, it's not about the All Blacks. It's about NPC. Mm. And the mm. NPC not making any money. You know, the, most of the provincial rugby unions are all losing money every year. You know, they're becoming bigger and bigger. They've got more and more people working in the background, community rugby, high performance, all the administration, all the management, and paying the players probably 50 or 60K a year each one. It's costing, like the Targa Rugby Union, it's probably costing them $7 million a year to, to keep that place running. And they've got to get most of that money back from the rugby, New Zealand Rugby Union have to give most of the money to them. They don't get enough sponsorship. They don't get enough gate takings. You know, they might get six home games a year. And by the time the stadium in Dunedin takes the big suck off it, there's probably very little in it. By the time they pay for all the, the uh, security and all the other bits, there's no money in running. Then they've got the ladies' games to run, which are game they put on the same game. So the, the ladies' game doesn't really get any money because the people that are going to the same game are paying for two. So mm. the, and then they're paying they're paying more and more people because they've got another they've got the whole women's game to pay for the Tiger Rugby Union. You know the costs are horrendous now to run a, a rugby union, and they're basically getting subsidised by the New Zealand Rugby Union. And this is what's happening. The the review have said. You can't keep paying that sort of money out to every union in New Zealand. All the teams that are playing in the first division or whatever they call it now, you know, to keep subsidising them to run a professional second-tier level under Super Rugby. You can't have both, and there's, there's just not enough money. They'll just they'll sink themselves dry. Yeah, yeah, they will. Just on some figures. Um... All but two, maybe three, NPC unions this year will lose between two hundred and fifty and five hundred thousand. Uh, the highest, but my understanding again, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but a couple of, in my, um, I put my super sleuth hat on. I rung a few unions. The highest paid players are forty five thousand because it is only for I think nine weeks, is it? Um, forty five down to twenty five. But they just can't afford that. But if you don't pay them, we're going to lose a lot of players overseas, and, 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 and so be it. But I feel like if you've got six Super Rugby teams and 14 NPC teams, that is 20 teams in a little old New Zealand country that need to be properly funded. And I'm with you. 
we can't afford it. We can't afford it. The All Blacks are making the money and it's being used to prop up far too many teams. We can't do it anymore. Well, the Otago Rugby Union back in the 80s had a, had a secretary manager and he also looked after the cricket as well in the summertime. Yeah. Now, I looked at the Otago Rugby Union. They've got managers. They must have eight different managers running that. Now, they'll be all on 100K. So you can't you can't have it. You can't get a make something out of a pig's ear, a silk purse. And they're trying to run a silk purse competition when they don't have any income themselves. They all their money. You know, I looked at the Target Rugby Union in twenty twenty. They lost money then. You know, they were propped mm. up by the government giving them money as well as the you know the rugby union. They get rugby union gave them one point seven million. Now there's no future. You. They've, they've got to get rid of one of the competitions because they can't have a duplicate that sort of runs on and then the All Blacks don't play in well, some of it and, and then none of it. You know, it's, there's, too much, there's too much rugby for too little money. And it's yeah. the money that came from that overseas lot. You know, they got that board that Richie McCaw's on. Well, what do they ever do? What is Richie doing with that board and who are the other... The, the ones in the background, what are they getting paid for, you know? What do they do? Mm. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a tough world out there, and rugby's on a slippy slide because there's, yeah, there's too many... There's not enough players playing in rugby in like the old days, you know? There might have been 10,000 people in Otago playing provincial or club rugby, and they all played a, a fee. And that fee went to the Targa Rugby Union, and that paid for the secretary manager and those bits. Now there's, there might only be a thousand players now playing rugby in Otago, and, yeah. and the fees don't go anywhere to cover the costs. So the rugby union, the Zealand Rugby Union, have to throw it all back down the bottom because there's no one playing. Mm. No, I hear, I, I hear you, Cliff, and and I also know that a lot of the coaches that they get in for the NPC do it for nothing. Um, I know that for a fact that a few, you know, you see some teams have like four coaches and all of this. Some of them do it for nothing, for the love of the province. And I also know that the provincial unions used to have gate takings as part of their budgeting. They no longer do that because it's it, most they of them lose count. money. But no, it, most of them lose money they, because you've got the stadium yeah. higher and it's a loss. Well, you know, to put to put somebody in that stadium in Dunedin, the Targo plan. They couldn't put the girls in there on their own. It's it's too it's too expensive, and they won't yeah. only get a crowd of five hundred people turning up, and it's such a big place for such a few people. It's embarrassing. Yes. All right, Cliff. We've got to move on. Really appreciate your call as always, buddy. Right. Take it easy, mate. Let's go to Scott and Taranaki. G'day, Scott. G'day, Staffy. I can't I can't solve the. Um the uh, you know the player participation thing, but I certainly can solve well in my mind solve how you put Super Rugby and NPC together to form one competition that runs from April through to August, and also includes the Super uh, the All Blacks playing as well in in sort of a state of origin sort of window sort of scenario where they go and play, but the competition still continues, and I think it's really important that the competition. Uh, does continue through those winter months and finishes before spring and gives us that NRL, that NFL bite-sized window of product that we can all enjoy 
and then go, oh, I want more of that come next, you know, April. Because I think what was identified as too much rugby from, you know, uh, end of January through to end of November almost, it, it's too much, too many different samples of product. We need to condense and put it into one. So my idea is a 12-team comp that involves a Taranaki in Auckland, a Canterbury, Otago, Queensland, New South Wales, Canberra, Melbourne, Waikato, Tasman, Perth, and a BOP team slash Hawke's Bay, whichever is the better financially suited. I know it doesn't mention Manawatu or Northland or Southland in there, but I'm sure that could be worked out anyway. But, I mean, we have to cut we have to cut some of it to keep it, if you know what I mean. Because if we don't, we end up with a situation where we have none of it anymore. And we might just have super rugby, and I don't think this country wants super rugby, from what I can tell from people's passion about the NPC, we engage and identify with our regions more than we do our super rugby's. I don't think super rugby has ever really got its footing in New Zealand grassroots rugby, but I feel the NPC still does, but people can't or aren't going to watch it because it is just too much rugby going on now. So I think if we condensed it and had that Australia-New Zealand thing going on still, I feel that that's a competition where we can save our national provincial sides and you know, still obviously have that connection with the All Blacks. It's all run at once. The model is similar to the NRL. I think mm. it works. Mm. Yeah, it's got to be condensed somehow. And um, yeah, I I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. And the, hopefully there's some good rugby people out there thinking the same. Awesome call as always, Scott. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we will take a very quick break. Dino, you hold on there. Really want to hear what you've got to say, mate. Uh, 0800 150 or double eight double three is the Tampa Bear Post text machine. You're an afternoon staffy. We're live from Waipapa Auto Court looking at the beautiful Polaris machines. More on those soon. Welcome back in uh, from Archibald Polaris here in the beautiful town of Waipapa. The grey clouds have gone away. We welcome in Dino and Dunedin. He'll have some ideas. Dino? Yeah, mate, I'm not happy with your man or two mob. What's wrong? What are they done wrong? Well, they, they went to give Auckland a tallying up themselves and we're all ready to do the same thing, but it got a little bit tougher. <laughs> you don't want to be the next camp up the ranks after that happens, mate. Like you want to, you want to cause these upsets. You don't want to be the recipient of retaliation, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the stags will still go good, mate. Like, we'll see. We'll see. But for me, it's 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 not sustainable, staff, because your head coach in most of these teams is a is a, a junior coach, if you know what I mean. And he wants 15 guys beside him. That's the problem. There's too many people entourage. Like back in the 80s, Keith Robinson had South and he would have had an assistant coach. He might have had, Pete Finnison might have been around down then as well. He might have had a doctor. It might have even been St. John's. They'd had a strapper and that'd be it. And he'd have a few local club players that he respected to give an opinion on what's this this guy going like, you know what I mean? Mm. And then they might give you a trial and you went into the NPC, and everyone loved it. The stadiums were full. But now, now you look at the people carrying the water, and some of them will. I don't know where Ben Smith gets paid, but you, you wouldn't turn them down coming and helping out anyway for the knowledge the guy's got. But you really want... I mean, they've got to simplify it to make the money go further, I believe. And the All Blacks, they deserve all the seats there. But every NPC side has got the same staff as a super... super and they're not the same people coming from the same union. So... 
we haven't got that much money. Like grassroots get nothing again, and we get all this money from whoever was Silver Firm Farms. No one talks about that anymore. Where did that go? What happened to it? Uh, most of it's gone into a legacy fund, um, which I did talk about. I think that was last week or the week before. All the all the clubs got a oh, sorry, all the NPC teams got a million dollars. Um, some of them have still got the whole million and they're investing it and that sort of thing. So it is there, but there's sixty million in a legacy fund which will grow and be distributed as it grows. Well, as you've heard, a lot of the callers say on the radio, and they're all correct. Like the fees you pay for these grounds is what's killing like a target. Twenty five grand they've got to pay for every game they play at home. And I, I heard a rumour that they were looking at Huna Park after what FIFA did there, you know, like you get as many people into Huna Park and it would actually look quite good. And mm. Otago playing well, Otago South from last week, and it didn't matter where that game was played, it was a good crowd, but it was only half the stadium open. There's no one on the other side. Mm. No, I hear you, Dino. Dino, I'm going to have to cut you off. I've got one more call and we're going to jump into ads and news. So thanks heaps for your calls as always. I love your passion, my friend. Uh, last one before our last break, Gary from Upper Hutt. You've got about 90 seconds, Gaz. Oh, okay, Saf, I'll, I'll be very quick. I don't think you'll actually enjoy this one, but the way I'd change it is right at the top level with how we actually appoint these boards and that, I would do away with any word that says gender, ethnicity, diversity, inclusivity, and all this sort of quota system that you have to have on a board now. I just want to see the best people that are qualified to run these organisations running them. I don't care if it's... 10 females sitting there from a Pacific Island background. If they're the best for the job, I want them in the job. I hate it how you have to have a certain amount of people now in a job just because you're female, just because you've got a Māori background, whatever. To me, that makes no sense. So we have to have the best people and the best minds running these organisations. And if we don't do that, and I'm not saying these people aren't, if they are the best, they'll find their way into that position. But you shouldn't mm. get there just because you've got that background or you've got that gender. To me, that is just wrong, and that that flows throughout society in general. Um, like I say, I doubt if you'll agree with that, but um, <laughs> that's the way I see it. Yeah, I don't want a really good candidate miss out on a job because they don't tick the other boxes. Exactly, yeah, and it happens all the time because one slot's taken for this and one slot's taken for that, and then these other people that were actually more qualified don't get that job because you have to fill that box, tip that box. And to me, yep. that's just wrong. You just miss out on the best people that way. Hey, uh, quickly, good luck for the weekend, mate. Hope you get the three, Pete. I never did get to say congrats to you yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be yeah. a dream. Good man, Gary. You enjoy yeah. your weekend too, right, buddy. Mate.